Your style is unorthodox. But effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. Black 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 Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero and Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat. Hi, this is Regine Al Sawyer, owner, writer, creator of Lock It Down Productions, and the coordinator and founder of the Women in Comics Collective International. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. Yeah, what's going on, people? What is happening? What's cracking? What's popping? Uh, this is Marcus Kwame, and we are back with another Black Comics Chat uh, with one of the our all-time uh, great guests um, here to talk all about this Kickstarter that y'all need to get up on immediately. Um, but before we get into the into it, we're going to, um, you know, introduce the, the Black Comic Shack crew as usual. So first up, we've got the red lion of the crew, the prime minister of the Blue Czech Republic. Uh, we got Tony. What up, y'all? How's it going? Um Chilling in the in living that quarantine life. <laughs> That's right. Teen life. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, as as are we all, you know. Um, next up, man, we got my brother from a, from another mother. Ooh, it's a mouthful today. Uh we got my partner in crime. We got Leo up in the house. Yo, what's going on, Black Comics Chat? Um, yeah, you, you, you stumbled the word earlier, Marcus, and I was kind of thinking you're flipping some new slang. You said, oh, yeah. you said we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get into the into it. Yeah, no, I was like, I feel that. I feel that. Let's I'm, get into it. You know, I'm trying to get that off the ground. Uh, it's it's been going well locally, but you know, I'm trying to uh, expand my borders as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's six, going six. well locally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. he's been yelling it outside his porch <laughs> to, oh, for real, to all the people it. trapped in their homes. You know, people are walking, so it's like kind of semi captive audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. Do what you gotta do. I feel you know. I'm hyped. This is cool. Uh, yeah, let's get it. Yes, and uh, as as promised, we we've got the man you've heard him many times on Black Comics Chat, um, creator of many cool comics, and today he's here to talk all about ignition. But I'll let him tell you about that himself. We got Sean Pryor. What's up, yo, Sean? Yo, what's good, everybody? Thank you for having me back on. As always, I'm I'm excited to uh, to have a good time with y'all this evening. Definitely. Um, so Sean, I mean, obviously you're familiar with the show. So, uh, just for anybody who isn't familiar with you, just give them a, a quick rundown of, um, you know, your origin story with comics and, uh, yeah. 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 I've been, uh, writing, creating and uh, collaborating on making comics and graphic novels and all the other good stuff for over 13 years now. And uh, my career started independently, uh, self-publishing my own books. I did like a buddy cop drama. I did like my take on G.I. Joe and just all types of stuff independently. And then that led me to meet some friends that were also very creative, who were also doing things independently. 
And we combined efforts to create um, the comic book publisher, graphic novel publisher known as Action Lab Entertainment. Um, I had two stints with the company, uh, one from 2010 to 2014, and a second stint from 2016 to uh, February of this year. Um, I have also uh, created numbers of uh, comic books and graphic novels, including Cash and Carry, which features art from Mr. Marcus Kwame Anderson, um, as well as uh, graphic novels such as Lifted of Gods and Thieves, a limited series such as the football um, American football comic known as Force, um, and many others. Uh, my works have also been seen in backup stories in uh, Mike Norton's uh, Battle Pug, which launched with a new series for at Image earlier this year. I wrote a backup story for T. Franklin's Bingo Love Jackpot Edition. Um, I also, um, like I said, I still publish stuff independently. Um, I also write um, prose uh, prose novels for Capstone Publishing, and I also uh, wrote a um, a graphic novel for Capstone about the Nat Turner Rebellion that comes out this fall. That's quite a resume. Uh, and and concise. Well, all right, cool. What's what's so, the Nat Turner book called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called uh, the Nat Turner Rebe- Rebellion. It's part of the Capstone uh, Graphic Library collection, and uh, yeah, it will be available. It will be available this fall. The art is by uh, Silvio Silvio DB. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, I'll send y'all I'll send y'all a link in a little bit about it. Okay, and what's the what's the um, ages on that? Uh, this is for uh, grade school kids. Oh wow! I was so, gonna say, like, that, that, was that kind of tricky uh, threading the needle for that age group? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yes, it was. You know, for the simple fact that, like, you want to tell, you want to be as honest as possible um, about about you know about the rebellion and about like you know. All, all the suffering, all the hurt, all the damage, like everything. You want to, to tell it all because, you know, you want to, one, tell the kids the truth, and two, show them how, you know, how wild all this was and how people, how now white people treated black people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. you know, you, you got to show that. And so, um, and so, like, in writing it, you know, I had to do research and, had to do a lot of research and, you know, I had to do a lot of research and, you know, put together a uh, script. And then that, you know, I turned that into my editor. My editor would then have like a fact checker on their side, like in the publishing house, go through some things and say, okay, I can't confirm this, but I can confirm that. Um, Where did you find this information for this? And then I would have to, you know, give my sources. And then from there, it then went to, a um, you know an actual you know expert 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 on the situation, and uh, then they looked it over, and yeah man it's it was a lot it was a lot of work but hell it was it was well worth it. As a matter of fact, I just saw a um, I just saw a proof of it today. You know with lettering and you know the artwork and the colors and all of that. I saw that today and. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I think we've done something here. I think we've done something really good here. And finding that balance between the violence mm. and the violence, the truth, and the necessity of this rebellion, like being able to do all that, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of what we, I'm proud, I'm proud of what we accomplished. And I hope that um, this gets out to like a bunch of kids so they can learn about a piece of history that a lot of, a lot of, you know, grade schools and a lot of middle schools 
a lot of high schools, a lot of colleges don't even talk about. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much of our history that isn't touched at all. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if, you know, possibly graphic novels could be the way to, uh, to really kind of balance that out. Oh yeah. And, and Capstone's been doing this for years. And, um, and there was a previous version of the Nat Turner Rebellion that they had out. I want to say like probably the late nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. You're talking about the Kyle Baker one. Uh, no, 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 no. There is the Kyle Baker one, and that yeah. one's that one's fantastic too. Yeah, that's good. But um, but like um, but Capstone, they normally, you know, update their graphic library, uh, for like you know the historical stuff once every few years, and oh, so, oh. and so to be able to to do something like this, you know, is is really great. Um, and I'm excited for people to see it. It comes out in August. Uh, yeah, like the hardcover comes out in August, and so does the paper. So does the paperback, and so I'm just, I'm just excited that um, that I was able to like you know talk about a piece of history that is very important to me, and you know, and a lot of not just black kids but white kids and Asian kids, like all everybody should know about this. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad that you know I was able to take part. Definitely. that's awesome. Um, yeah, like you've 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 been busy, man. Um, so right now we're, we're here to talk about the ongoing campaign for um, for ignition, yes. and there are as of this uh, you know broadcast we got three days left. Um, you're close to the goal, but you know we definitely shouldn't sleep, and people should get on it immediately while you're listening. Yes. Um, but yeah, like for for people listening who haven't checked out the campaign, um, tell first tell them where they can find it. Um, okay. I know you usually have a handy URL, and then yeah, tell us a little bit about the the project. All right, bet. Um, you can check out the project and go to the Kickstarter page directly by going to the ignitioncomic.com. That's the ignitioncomic.com. That'll take you straight to the Ignition Kickstarter page. Um, and if you don't want to do that, you can just go to kickstarter.com and type in ignition, and um, you should be able to find it that way. But the easy way to do it, the ignitioncomic.com will take you straight there. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. I try to make it as simple as possible for people to get to where they need to be. Um, you know, and like in ignition, we got cars, so you know, we got to drive to get where we need to be. Um, speaking of cars, for those that like heard me last time on this show, I talked about ice cream cars and mm-hmm. um, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do Anthony's gonna start laughing about it. <laughs> yo. Ice cream cars back in the day was real. There were there weren't just ice cream trucks or ice cream vans. There was ice cream cars back in my neighborhood when I was a child. Like you had the ice cream trucks, you had the church ice cream trucks, but then you have the cats in the vehicle with ice cream in the trunk and like just tons of ice in the back to keep everything cool. Selling like like uh, ice cream sandwiches, push pops, um, you know the rainbow joints. Um, you know, the Pac-Man, the Pac-Man pops with like the gum for the eyeballs, like, <laughs> like for like 25 to like 50 cents cheaper than like the regular ice cream trucks. And it was like, it was the most gentle war I ever saw in my entire life. But, um, shout out to the ice cream cars that was doing a thing, but we can't do that right now because we in social, we in social isolation and we got to be good because we got to get better. So anyway, I mean, the trucks can roll up, I guess. What, what is, what's a church <laughs> ice cream truck? Oh, no, no. They were just ice cream trucks that basically the church owned. Really? Uh, you know, like church was just trying to get that side money. That's all. 
That's all. They're just trying to get that side money. So, like, you know, there'd be, like, a few black churches in town, like, man, we see all these folks making this ice cream money. How we need to get some more. You know, ties was kind of low this week. We can make this up with ice cream sandwiches. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that used to happen a lot. <laughs> but, um, but what Ignition is about, Ignition is about a race car driver by the name of Jamel Reed. Um, she is new on the racing circuit but she's made like a ton of strides and she you know takes no gruff um you know she knows how to do the damn thing and in the one of the biggest races of the season she has one of her greatest moments of her life and also at the same time one of the worst moments in her career which changes her life forever and in this life-changing moment she loses everything and now, because she's lost everything, as time goes on, she has to find a way to get back the most important thing that means everything to her. And she ends up taking. Oh, I'm not going to give it away, but she ends up she ends up taking on something that probably she would have never had to have done before. But the thing that she misses most and loves most she wants back so she takes a certain job um it is this for the debut issue of ignition of ignition we're trying to raise five thousand five hundred dollars um we have all types of tiers where you can get print issues digital issues uh you can get t-shirts you can get beanie hats um you can get bumper stickers you can get all types of cool stuff now the creative team the creative team is myself along with co-writer jenalyn wright and artist and letterer uh, Kelly Guillory. The logo design for Ignition was by Mr. Jay Reed. Um, I love my team. I love my squad. We work great together. Um, being able to collaborate on something like this is something that um, I've truly loved. I've been wanting to work with Jenna for a long time and Kelly for a long time, and we just all we all mesh we all mesh really well. So um, this debut issue is really tight. It's really dope. Um, I, you know, you can say if you go to Kickstarter, I even got like a video. It's kind of like a movie trailer to show you what it's all about. So um, it's it's well worth your time. Like I, the thing is, when I make projects, I don't BS, and um, you know, and I keep it a hundred every single time. And like I'm not coming out here trying to do the same thing every single time I'm, I make a new project. So this is something new. This is something fun. This is something that's got drama action it's got a little bit of racing in it too it's it's everything and so this is for the debut issue and i just want you to no no pun intended to take that ride with us uh-huh. so you, you mentioned like the just kind of like the diversity of your work and you have like you've covered so much ground um and th- this book is no exception um i'm looking at the kickstarter right now and it definitely looks like a lot of fun and um i definitely dig the artwork so yeah, I mean, can you get a little bit more into like just uh, I guess some of the levels that people can back at and um, so oh, yeah. you did mention some of them, but yeah, just so oh, no, people it's, know. It's all good. I got you. I got you. I got the page up and everything. I try to stay prepared like the Black Boy Scouts. So um, <laughs> I got you. Um, for five dollars, you can get the digital edition, and the digital edition is as del- a deluxe edition. So what happens is you not only get the story, but <clears throat> plenty of bonus material that includes the script written by um, me and Jenilyn Wright, as well as additional conceptual artwork and material by artist Kelly Guillory. And you also get your credit, get a name credit in the, um, in the backers page in the digital comic. Okay. 
And then we have uh, all these like variant covers and all these covers that are part of this Kickstarter will never be reprinted again, ever. This is for the Kickstarter only. They will never be reprinted. We're going to print what we're going to print for this. And then once they're gone, they're gone forever. They ain't coming back. You know, unlike Billy Ocean, they ain't coming back. All right. Mm-hmm. So like, um, so say for instance, like we have two covers by Kelly Guillory. Um, we have a cover by George Cambadays, who um, has picked up a bunch of steam as of late. Uh, he uh, is doing artwork for uh, Alex Segura's The Black Ghost for comics for the uh, the Comicsology Originals. I've worked with George on my um, Power Rangers comic called The Fire Within, which was a uh, bootleg um, Power Rangers story. It's a full story. It's hella dope. Um, so you can get that for free. I'll tell you about that later. Um, but like you know, he's worked on that. Um, let's see here. And then there's a cover by a Moonstruck artist um, and for Image, uh, Shay Beagle. She did a cover, as well as uh, Luis Ferrarezzi did a cover, and up and coming artist Jenny Tyler. Uh, she did a cover as well. Um, so like in all those in all those variants, like say for instance, when you get a cover, you not only when you buy a, sorry when you buy a print copy, you not only get that cover, but you still get the deluxe edition of the book as well, as well as a mini poster set and a magnet. Then when you go to like, say, for instance, when you go to the T-shirts, it's a T-shirt and bumper sticker combo. So you get the cover, the T-shirt, bumper sticker, the digital edition, that mini poster and a magnet. And we got like three different T-shirts to choose from. Um, And then like there's a bundle that has like all the covers together. Um, Then there's a bundle that has all the T-shirts together with the bumper stickers. And then there's a bundle that has basically everything where you get all the covers, all the T-shirts. Um you know, and the digital stuff and the mini poster set and the magnet. So I tried to make this as affordable and reasonable as as possible. And also at the same time, make it valuable in the sense that, like I said before, no matter what cover you get, we're only printing these once. So when the day happens where like this book hits the direct market, you're not going to see any of those covers, not one. So that means you have something original, exclusive, and um, only you have it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So so yeah. unlike the uh, the Spider-Man issue ones that we all have, you know, uh, several copies of somewhere. Oh, the Obama oh, issue. No. What's that? Spider-Man number ones in the '90s. Oh, Spider-Man number ones in the '90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the ones you swore were going to be worth worth so much money. Oh yes, yes, like them, like the millions and millions of X-Men number one copies. With oh the my god. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I still have that that uh, that Spider-Man issue that like they printed whatever local comic shop was selling it at the time, like on a newspaper that Spider-Man's holding. I have like the Aquilonia comics one. Do you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about, Marcus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I have an issue too. That was like in the last 10 years, right? That was a really funky thing that they did, but I thought that was cool. Yeah, like it was like, yeah. it was basically like whatever comic store got it, it would have the comic store like on the cover. Mm. It's pretty cool. Damn, that's really good. <laughs> I know. Wow. That's exclusivo. Yeah, uh, we might have to talk local comic shops later, but that's 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 another story. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. So Sean, this yeah, has um, racing just like been an interest for you in general, like prior to the story, or how, how did this like originate as an idea? Yeah, like I've always been. I've been a fan of racing since I was a kid. Like, um, you're an NASCAR like, guy. Well, when I was a kid, uh-huh. yes. When I was a child, yes. Um, when I got older, not so much. But like as a child, when I was when I was young, I used to watch racing with like my grandpa and he was a big fan of Richard Petty. 
And so, like, I was just fascinating, fascinated with the cars, you know, the colors, the speed, and all this other stuff, and, like, and, and, like the crazy racing gear, and, and, like, the danger, and, like, all of that stuff. So, from, like, the late 70s, early 80s, I, I was about it. Like, I was like, yo, Richard Petty, he's that dude. So, let me go check. Oh, he driving? You know, I, I didn't know who was winning, didn't know who was losing. I just saw cars going fast in a circle, and I was like, that's hype. So, so then you get older. You get into your 20s, your 30s. Um, when the Fast and the Furious franchise started, like that really, really boosted my love for cars and, and boosted my love for speed. And I'm a very big fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, as I like to call Black Avengers. Um, it's like one of my favorite film franchises of all time. And I wanted to fuse both of those worlds together um, to make this book. And then stuff like The Transporter, uh, give me the, the the three Jason Statham movies. Give me those three. You don't have to give me the uh, the short lived uh, TNT prequel series or the the prequel movie. Don't give me that. Just give me those three Transporter movies. I didn't know so, either of those existed. Oh yeah, yeah, man, they're out there. <laughs> and um, and so uh, so like, but you merge all that stuff together, probably throwing a little bit of Days of Thunder, and that's how Ignition came to be. And this is this is issue one. Um, how how far do you see the series going? Um, I would say like um, like was we originally had set like stretch goals to where like if we had got up to like a certain amount, we would give digital copies of issues uh, two and three to the backers for free if we had reached up to twelve k um, because that would help with those production costs. But like um, we're probably looking at four issues total um, altogether. Like we want to make this a concise. Um, strong story. We don't want to stretch it out too far, and we don't want to make it too thin. So, uh, so we're probably looking at four issues altogether. But this Kickstarter is for the um, for the first is for the debut issue, issue number one. So, uh, so yes. Are y'all are y'all Fast and Furious fans? Um, well, you and I were talking about the other day. I'm I'm starting to jump into the series. I wasn't avoiding it on purpose or anything. I just hadn't started and then but when i turned around there were already like seven of them yeah like i like chico has been like bugging me to watch them forever because they're like his favorite film series you, um, you haven't seen any of them i well i just finally saw the the hobbs and shaw spinoff one that's right now the only fast and furious movie i've ever seen is that interesting i haven't seen that yet oh what the first one no hobbs and shaw hobbs and shaw Hobbs and Shaw is dope too. Like you know, that is that's a great that's a great spinoff, and it's just that with every single Fast and Furious film, it just continues to up the stakes, and I just enjoy that so much. Like in the latest trailer for the for the ninth movie, which isn't coming out until next year now, hmm. um, you know, Vin Diesel, you know, bat, you know, takes finds a way to hook a car to a chain, and like Batman swings just, a car. Across, across the yeah, like, I saw the, yeah, that trailer was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> they definitely do uh, do up the ante each time, um, and that's the thing about the series is I, I I definitely appreciate that. Just even from my limited exposure, is that they you know they they know what it is and 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 they 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 do it all the way. Yes, yeah, and that's what makes it dope, and that's why I love it so much. And um, it just it's just cool, and like the and the cast is great. And like every single addition they make to the cast, they only had one casting flaw, and that one casting flaw came in number. I want to say number eight, but 
that person is in number nine. That's Scott Eastwood. Um, so like, that's the only casting flaw that franchise has made. Um, and speaking of Scott Eastwood, I will still say to this day, you put anybody else in Pacific Rim two, and it is a much better movie. He's terrible. I still haven't seen that yet. He was a lead in, okay. in part two. He, he was he was a co he, he he got he was one of the headliners per se. Like John okay. Boyega's dope. Like I enjoyed the movie. I had a ton of fun with it. Tons of fun. But Scott Eastwood is, is about as, ex, as as exciting to watch as like paint drying. What what else has he been in? I don't recognize his name. I I, I try not to. Yeah, it's, it's it's Clint Eastwood's son. I try. Oh, uh, okay. Right. I, I try. I try not to really look too hard. <laughs> I, I won't support him just on the strength of that, but. Anyway. <laughs> Wow, you know, Hollywood nepotism is powerful, though. Um, anyway, so, yeah, yeah. that's uh, So, Tony, yeah, like, are you a, you're a Fast and Furious fan? I mean, I'm okay. I've, I've watched them. I, I think they're I think they're ridiculous, but but they're fun to watch. Tony, so just, Tony, are you are you podcasting from the shower? No. Somebody's cooking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> shower cast? Yeah, no, shower I was like, cast. I was about to celebrate. I was like, yo, man, do you. I mean, you know. No, nah, man. She's frying up some tostones. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quarantine life. It happens. Anyway, so, um, no, I, I find the movies to be ridiculous, but they're fun. You know what I mean? So I don't take them too seriously. Um, but there's always something that happens in these movies that just makes me just laugh. But, yeah, I, I, I have a good time with them. I think I think I'm just like I don't know like I think I must have no heart or something. I didn't really like Hobbs and Shaw. I thought I had some moments that were cool. I think the entire third act is really good, which it never is in movies of that type. The third act is like probably the best act, um, but I can't tell you that like it was a home run for me. I was just kind of and I don't and I like The Rock and I like people in it. I, you know I like the Transporter movies as well, um, but. I found it a little tiresome. It's also insanely long. It's like almost two and a half hours, and I don't know why it's that long. <laughs> oh, it's two and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's got some length on it. It's it really some, is. It's got some length on it. I, I, I enjoy it. Like, you know, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the fact that, like, these are superhero films. Um, they're low-key superhero films, and they've been that way since, honestly, uh, number, since four. Since honestly, since number four, they've literally been superhero films with cars, and I'm good with it. I'm good with it. So you're telling me you didn't like Roman Reigns? Is that is that what you're telling me? I'm talking um, to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ro- who's Roman Reigns? I knew he was gonna say. <laughs> Who the hell's Roman Reigns? He's a wrestler. It's okay. I'm, I knew you weren't gonna know that. Is he That's in? The, is he in that? He is in Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. Who's who is he in Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, he's part of the the the. The Rock's family. I love all the like the whole idea of them setting the third act of the film in Samoa is crazy. That is like mm-hmm. totally unexpected and very cool. Um, and it's silly. And then they're like fighting with you know like ancestral weapons and yeah. it all yeah. like pretty much the. It's so weird because like every critic's like you know every constant like critic uh, you know like the well they dip into is always like the third act is whatever. And I'm like no the third act in this was actually good. Also the entire chase sequence with Idris Elba is fucking phenomenal where where they crash through the double decker bus. That entire sequence is very 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 good. Um, yeah. 
I need to see just for Idris's villainy. Just for Idris. Yeah, he's he's very fun. He's yeah, he's he's basically playing uh, one of the Phantom Zone criminals in it. Like that's the energy he kind of gives off. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sold. I'm, I'm gonna check it out this week. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's what's up. All right. So um, so as we mentioned previously with ignition though, the where you're 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 closing in on the goal. The goal is uh, what fifty five hundred. 500 yes yes and um but you know as i told everybody don't sleep because we uh you know need you to put it over the top there's three days left and there's about 500 left to go um, yes. Yeah. yes which i think is a little bit more than when we started talking right yes uh, yeah i mean you're a little bit closer so but seriously that with these kickstarters it, it is important um to to spread the word definitely back if you can but just make sure that people know about the campaign um, you know, because there's a lot of work that went into this, and um, you know, we've spoken to Sean about a lot of different campaigns, and they've all been high quality. Um, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm part of one, and uh, you know, so it, it, it's it's really important for you to support this because basically, um, the work is already done. You know, you have some campaigns where the work is not done, but you know, this is a uh, this is some 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 hard work and some quality work. Also, stuff. also, and I've been I've been shouting people out on this. I've been blowing up people's spots. I don't know if this is like a new portion of like how we interview <laughs> Kickstarter people, but I've been blowing up. I've been so blowing wait, wait, up. Wait, wait, let me introduce it. This is this is Leo's on blast segment. Yeah, this is <laughs> Kickstarter Kickstarter's on blast. Um, yo, like you know, I we all be seeing people who like running their running their little Kickstarters here and there, and then they got like zero backed, and I'm like. Yo, y'all are not part of the culture. Y'all are not like in this culture. Sean Pryor ha- has to be a record for for as far as show guests that we've had. Three hundred and eighty-five campaigns backed by this dude. Wow. Three eighty-five. That wow. is wild. That is a dude who is like who is in it to win it and is like fulfilling it. So, so yeah, yeah I'm yeah. I'm blow up your spot on that, Sean, because that's what's up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's when I had money. <laughs> Still, man. No, no shame in that. No, like, I can't, like, I say, I say, because this has been coming up with guests just because I swear, like, I look on that, like, is one of the things I look at when I go to back a project. Like, I and I'm like, how many of y'all back? And, like, there's a lot of zero backed around there, you know? And I'm like, huh, all right. Okay. You just, you know, okay. manifesting. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that, like, you know, at the time, like, when, like, the money was there for me, like, I try to support as much stuff as I can. Mm. And, like, you know, and, like, and then, like, over, like, the last, like, two years or so, money's a little bit more tighter than I want it to be, but it's just, you know, it's part of life and and whatnot. So, like, I haven't been able to back as much stuff as I wanted to, but I still try when I can. Um, You know, because the thing is, is that, like, my biggest issue has always been for everybody screaming about how they want X, they want Y, they want Z. I'm like, okay, somebody's doing it. And right. does it look good? Yeah, it does. Okay. Is it what you were asking for? Yeah, it, it is. Okay. You got the means? Yeah, go ahead and back that joint then. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between, like, asking or looking for X, Y, Z when we do it or is it that you want X, Y, Z from the major corporations? Mm. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, here's the thing. You can have both. You can, yeah. have, you can have both. Fine. All good. No worries. I'm good with that. But, like, at the same time, if the big companies aren't giving you what you're looking for and something smaller is, 
Mm-hmm. You can help build on that. You know what I mean? You can help build on that and make it even stronger. So that's something like I, I just try to tell people a lot. And like I said, it's no shade to the bigger companies. You know, it's it's not. It's more about people understanding that like there's more to than it's more than just going to the big box. It's more than that. Like comics, film, uh, literature, so many things have so many different levels. And you have to be willing to go outside of what has been fed to you. And this then look, and this is from some way I look, I mean, I grew up with Marvel, DC as a kid, you know what I mean? And like, and even as a teen, but I also grew up with before Dark Horse became Dark Horse. And they were this is this, this small little publisher that put out a couple books a month to Kamiko. And like, I'm about to name off a bunch of publishers don't even exist no more. But like, what I'm, <laughs> trying, to say, what I'm trying to say is there's like a bunch of like smaller publishers that were out there that were trying to grow and like had stuff that the other, uh, that the other companies didn't have. And so I'm like, yo, let me go take a chance on this. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when they first started before it became like this, household every day been around for like 35 or more plus years thing it was an independent comic that was literally a parody of the frank miller daredevil stuff mm-hmm. done by laird and eastman and it, they printed it independently they made their coin it continued to grow and like and people supported it and this is before the internet all right this is before the internet so, like, they were able to build that buzz, sell these comics on their own, then get, like, you know, a TV, then get, like, the cartoon, get the toy deal. And, like, it it built up. It built up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we, if, I don't know if, if we should be able to do that now, but it's crazy with all the information that's in front of us and sometimes an overload of information. Um, and a lot of times this disinformation. You would think we'd be able to do that now, but it's even harder because there's more stuff out there. But what I tell people is, is that you, we all have been, you know, hit by brands every single day our entire lives since the day we've been born. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, can you break yourself for a second to look outside of those brands that are put in your face every day? And can you look outside of? Can you can like you stop for a moment? And like, instead of asking the brands to give you what you want and they don't answer, or if they do answer, like it takes them a while to really get it together because they go and screw up three or four times because they probably haven't hired the proper people to get the project to where it needs to be, as opposed to taking a chance on something that has the possibility to grow. That's not part of the big box, but then maybe could eventually be a big box. So it's, I don't like, it's, you know, it's, it's complicated, you know, it's, it's complicated, but for me, like in creating on you know, working on ignition, cash and carry lifted of gods and thieves, even like, like the little small stuff I've done, like the fire within and, um, you know, Kentucky Kaiju and all that stuff, all that stuff started small and some of it technically still is small, but there is a base of support for it. You know, that's why, like, you know, like if I end up doing a, a, a Kickstarter for next year for cash and carry, We'll have three books because of that total, you know, um, you know, Kentucky Kaiju has done well enough to have us make a second book. And we're still in the process of thinking about doing that, but it's all started small. And like with ignition, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, like outside of maybe like mortar crush. Can you think of like how many like racing books can you think of with like a, a black lady lead? 
You know what I mean? And like an ignition is completely different from Motor Crush. So that's the only one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Like, uh, right. Which yeah. I was both serious. Yeah, yeah was, that was good. That was good. You know, and so it's like it's two different things completely. And that's the whole other thing. Like, because sometimes it turns into this whole, and for like heads that are like around our age, they know what I'm talking about. Erica Badu, Indy, I read Jill Scott situation mm-hmm. where like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where like the mainstream is like, you only can have one. So you have to choose which one we're going to put in front of everybody in the radio and the TV. We're not playing all three at the same time. Make up your mind, which is fucked up. Pardon yes. my French. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but like, so like, and that can kind of happen with like comics too. And a lot of other things as well. So please take a look at, take a look at ignition. If you have the means, cause I know times are tough because you know, we've hit this recession because people put the wrong person in the office and things are just bad because y'all made poor decisions. And I'm just like, oh. Anywho, if you have the means and if you're interested in like racing, action, drama, and whatnot, go to theignitioncomic.com. That would take you to our Kickstarter page where we're trying to raise enough funds to handle the production costs of this first issue. Um, like I said, as of this recording, we're probably about $500 away. Um, we got three days to do it. I feel that we can make it. I feel that we can hit this goal. Sean, are you there? Yeah, he cut off. No, um, sorry about that. My bad. Uh, oh, that's all right. It's all good. Yeah, we we lost you midway. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Like, yeah, just my, let us know bad. what you're saying. I'll, my bad. Google Hangouts decided to just crash. But anyway, we're trying to do something that's really dope. Um, please support us. You can support the Kickstarter by going to theignitioncomic.com or going to kickstarter.com and typing in the word ignition. I'm trying to think. You, you, some of the things you were saying had me had me trying to wonder. Um, what is there like uh, creators of color created enterprise like the Ninja Turtles? Hmm. I can only hmm. think of one, and even and and that's kind of a, maybe possibly a stretch. The only you one mean I something can... that what from a small yeah movie? like something that was just like this thing, and then it just became like you know lunchbox material. And the only thing that comes to mind is not even really in the realm of comics, although I'm sure comics existed. The only thing I could think of is homies. <laughs> Wait a minute. You talking about them little uh, things you used to get out of the little quarter machines? Yeah, the little like cholos and cholas, yeah. Wait, those blew up? I mean, be- beyond the quarter machines? I mean, there was, was, was like a- the, there was like some video games. There was I there had to have been a comic. I think there was like a shitty cartoon at some point. It, I mean, yeah. it was like it, they they basically like wa- they were a franchise and they were sort of huge. I mean, I feel like no one even remembers them now. But now this is an important question. Uh, Do we know for sure that it was definitely people of color that made it? Yeah, like it you was like know. the creator was like a was like a Chicano dude. And like okay. there's all I, re- I remember reading into all this stuff about them, like where it was like originally created as like this like anti-gang thing, which is weird because people thought they were sort of like you know, like, bigging up gang life or something and, like, some hopper shit, but it was actually, like, the whole point of them, like, all the little characters had backstories and they were all, like, ex-gang and they were, like, trying to be, like, you know, pr- like, productive people and help the community and shit. There was, like, a, this wholesome, like, thing to them. It wasn't, like, you know, just a bunch of, you know, like, folks, uh, I don't know, causing trouble or something. They were, like, apparently, like, you know, community-helping dudes. It had, it had a bunch of shit. 
I mean, it's weird. Like that, I can't really think of that's and yeah, to compare the homies to compare homies to the turtles is sort of ridiculous. But <laughs> I don't know. I was trying. I was on. I was genuinely trying to think of of a comparative example. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of one. Yeah, like I it's mean, like all... we've had like stuff that like has entered the zeitgeist fiercely, and they've all been like pre-existing things, like Luke Cage crashing Netflix's servers. Like that's Luke Cage. Like Chao came and like you know did something. Like he really brought something, but that also he didn't create it. You know, it wasn't like it right. wasn't the turtles. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it makes me think of the fact that like I don't know. Um, uh, actually, Sean said he'll be right back. His computer crashed. Okay. But while we're while we're waiting for him, like, yeah, it makes me think of the fact that I don't know. In in general, it's it's very strange that we live in a time where like you know comic properties are so big on this big screen on Netflix and all the streaming platforms, but it doesn't transfer back over to to book sales. You know, and this is definitely a, a discussion I've had with with Bob. You know who is that? A, is that of course Bob's Bob's my hero. Um, is that yeah. a fact? I mean, well, no, yeah, like, well, I mean, Bob is our, he's he's our local comic shop owner, and and like he's he's spoken about the fact that like yeah they might see a bump like so say you know one of the big movies comes out they'll see a bump in like whatever but then it's book. gone. Yeah, it doesn't really hang on past issue two or three, and like, and I've always thought that it's it's a crime that more effort isn't put into like really trying to cross pollinate that you know what i mean and like on the parts of the studios like so or say you're putting on a netflix show like really uh find a way to big up the book other than the fact that you know like maybe in the intro it says based on the book by blah 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 yeah i mean i guess like the fucked up thing right is that like what is it worth to netflix at all to like big up comic sales like it means literally jack shit to them. You know, I, I think if it depends, it depends on if you're looking at it short sighted or long. Because to me, it's like if the comic industry thrives, like there's just going to be more material that can be greenlit to turn into, you know, future projects. Sure, yeah, you got to look down the road, maybe past the current earnings, uh, you know, quarter. Hey, what's up, Sean? We, uh, hey, we, up? the the point I brought up while while you were. Um, getting back on was just i don't know just the idea that like we live in this time i was thinking about the you know the things you had been speaking about and the fact that we're living in a time where um you know these comic properties are all over the place on the big screen and the little screen yeah. but that there's not really an effort to put that energy back into you know more interest or success um with comic books you know what i mean it's almost like that that's the end goal to get up there right that's the then, comics are the means to get the netflix show and then you're done so right. yeah well now and the thing is like it's a little bit different like it depends on the market like say for instance when you're dealing with like comic book publishers like now dc what dc has done is they said okay they saw what scholastic's doing and what random house is doing and what penguin's doing because like those book publishers have started those graphic novel divisions and they're doing middle grade graphic novels. They're doing YA graphic novels. So DC was like, oh, you know, like these books over there are selling like millions of copies. So you know what? We need to start doing YA books. Yeah. And so they're doing like YA graphic novels that are selling very well. And yeah. yes, they, they are using, you know, the talent that's there that, um, you know, like, you know, those bestsellers, you know, those, those New York Times bestsellers and like fantastic artists. Um, to make these books and so like it's it's working and because there's a market for it mm -hmm. um there, you know there's people that want to see that stuff 
And so the thing is, is that for like the longest time, comic book publishers have always been playing catch up because a lot of times it just focuses on one audience. And that's why it struggles. And that's why it takes so long for it to get caught up. It's like the whole digital thing. Right. Like, you know, it like it's it's either digital because like there's this whole thing right now with with uh, comic shops being upset that like, you know, because like, you know, some printers that publishers use are shut down due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, so, like, some publishers are like, okay, we're going to continue to put out stuff digitally. When, when we're able to put out the print stuff, we'll make sure shops get it. And and then, like, other other publishers are like, well, we're trying to work with other big-name big, big name book publishers or, like, distributing hubs to get books out to you because Diamond's shut down. Diamond's like, we're not putting out books. This is what happens when you have a, a monopolized system. Yeah, um, yeah. So then it, become, it becomes this thing of, like, a lot of shops saying, well, if you put out, if these publishers put out books digitally, we're not going to support you anymore. And I'm like, well, things still go on regardless. So it's like either digital is a hindrance or it is not. It can't be both. So that's that's a whole other thing within itself. I just want to put that out there. It's just it's it's because we're in such a weird state right now. Um, but the thing is that stuff exists, and like it's just the thing is is that like trying to get the actual actual comic book publishers to do that because they're always just trying to target a certain audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a struggle. And so things don't last and things don't grow. And like, we also really need to break out from this single issue mode. Um, As far as as print goes, digitally, you know, chapters, fine, no problem. We've been doing that with manga for like decades, yo. So that's not an issue. But like American comics always takes forever to get caught up with the rest of the world. So, you know, so like it's, it's difficult to make that possible change to where the comic means more than everything else. You know, like the only like independent thing that like I can really think of that like became something and it's not even a comic, um, you know, cause like Doc McStuffins was made by a black woman, mm. you know, if, 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 if memory serves me correctly, if I remember right. And if somebody's listening to the show, like tweet at us right now, say if we wrong, we wrong. And that, that's fine. But if I recall, Doc McStuffins was created by a black woman and like, that became like a really big thing for Disney, so big that they kept it going, even after it's supposed because like normally like those Disney things have a certain episode run, right. and they're like after this run it's done, and they're like no 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 this is really doing something so we're going to keep this going for a while, we're going to keep it going because it means something it's still making money and you know and we've never had anything like this for black kids, so let's keep it moving, which is smart. So I'm not sure if Doc McStuffins is still on, but I'm sure it's probably on that Disney Plus app right now. So, like, that is something that I can say, like, yeah, that has staying power, even though it may not have, it started, didn't start as a comic book, but just, like, the business, the medium has to change. And it doesn't mean that stores have to suffer. It doesn't mean that digital has to be neglected. Um, you know, like, it's just that there's going to be change, and there's going to be some hurt in that change. And there's going to be some pain and there's going to be progress. But how far is everyone on all sides willing to fight to make the change work? And that's always been the biggest problem, you know, because people fight change. Why do you think America's had so many problems that it's had over like the last 40 years alone? Because it fights change. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It fights change constantly. I ain't trying to depress y'all. I'm not trying to depress no, y'all. No, it's so good. Folks listen like, dang, I just I just want to talk about comics and he's just talking about America and how bad everything is. Well, you know what <laughs> though? In, in in some ways you actually gave me hope because uh your point about 
when I raised that point, I I wasn't thinking about those. Um, it's you know, it's a, a small step, but you mentioned those DC um, books for um, middle aged kids right. and uh, for junior age kids, and uh, I those are are really dope and like um, they're the perfect age for my daughter, you know, right. and. Like the average uh, regular DC book always has some stuff that you're not really going to hand to your kid, and um, but the, but then the kids are all into DC characters from the cartoons, so mm-hmm. it kind of it is long overdue for them to like really make these quality books that are actually you know targeted towards the kids, and um, and they're not they're not single issue, you know what I mean? Right. Like to your other point, so I guess in some ways that's a sign that maybe they are slowly shifting i mean i think i think it's also a matter of uh the shift not only happening just um in favor of the the, the big two you know right and also having that transfer over to independent comic creators but oh yeah, yeah definitely and and the thing is like i said it like there's all different ways it's all different ways and so like here's a perfect example Web, uh, webtoon or line webtoon mm-hmm. that site has web comics in a in like I say for instance you can read them on your phone you can read them on your computer no matter what it fits the format of wherever you're reading it's got something for everyone from kids to adults no matter the genre the subject whatever yeah there's a lot and, of per- there's a lot of pervy stuff on there oh yeah there's that too there's that too there's that too it's like that's like, so why I said once again it's a little bit of everything it's, it's a little bit of everything but the thing is, is that that has opened up doors that weren't open to creatives trying to get in before. Right. Um, you know, before, like, you know, before, uh, you know, COVID-19 shut down, you know, most of convention season, you know, it used to be you would go to a big convention and you would see Webtoon with a big old display, a big old stand and booth. And they have like a little in there and then like they have these big TVs that say, okay, creator X, creator so-and-so from comic so-and-so signing from one to two. And there will be a line going all the way down. Yep. And then another signing, there'll be a line going all the way down. And folks are like, and then the people that just know about regular comics, like I've never even heard of these people. And I'm like, then like, once again, there's that divide because there's folks that just think comics is X. And I'm like, no, right. comics is X, Y, Z, algebra and, and everything. <laughs> you, you know, so it's 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 everything. So, you know, we have to progress in order for the medium to grow. And so, just like with Ignition, I you know I want to make this and work with Jenna and work with Kelly because I want to do something that one would challenge me, two that would allow me to grow as a creative, and three put something out there that's not out there. And so, um, once again, theignitioncomic.com. Yes. Um, we'll, take you straight, we'll take you straight to the Kickstarter page, plug. And, or if you don't want to do that, just go to Kickstarter, type in Ignition, and you should see the project. So, so yeah, man, like, the game just needs to change. And the more we resist and fight change, the worse stuff is going to get. Well, yeah. I pledged. So I, I followed your instructions, and I went to <laughs> theignition.com. <laughs> so I pledged. So I'm excited for this book. Definitely. Well, Thank you, Anthony. I, pre- I appreciate it. And I promise you, one day I'm going to make that mini comic about the ice cream cars. I promise you. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Oh, man. Definitely yes. ready for that. <laughs> I-, I promise you. No lie. No lie. I, I-, I will do a, do, a, do a pinup if you need one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I-, I appreciate that a lot. 
you know, but yeah, like as of this recording, we are like $503 away from being successful. We got three days to go. And so, you know, I just, I just got to buckle down and continue to spread the word. And like, this, this is part of the game, being a creative, you know, we got, you know, we got nine to five jobs or we have multiple jobs. You know, we, we wear a lot of hats. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is the game. And, um, because like, you know, trust me, like if, uh, if if I tried to live off of comics for a living right now, I'd be homeless. So and I'm, and I don't say that as a joke either. Yeah, um, you know I don't say that as a joke. I say that to be serious. And so Kickstarter provides a means to be able to make projects like these and to give them to people who are interested, and gives us an opportunity to do more. So that's why I keep coming back to Kickstarter because it's been a great place. Yes, Kickstarters are strenuous. Yes, Kickstarters are stressful. Crowdfunding is stressful, you know, because you're not just a creator. You're a crowd. You're a crowdfunder. You're a crowdfunder. You're a marketer. Um, you know, you're everything. And so, it's work. And so we put in the work, and putting in the work to give you this bomb comic. So hopefully, like I said, if you have the means, please pledge. If it interests you, please pledge. Go watch the video. It's dope. The comic is dope. Back yeah. it and support it if you can. And if you don't have the means, definitely spread the word, you know? Word. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. So, yeah, like, that's that's what's been going on. And and like I said, I'm proud, I'm, I'm proud of what, you know, we've done with Ignition so far. And we don't have that much that much long to go and or that much further to go. We want to hit the finish line, no pun intended. We want to hit that finish line and we want to finish strong and we can't do it without y'all. You know, we can't. So, um, so yeah, so please, you know, if you can support ignition, uh, go to the ignitioncomic.com and check out all the cool rewards. Um, you know, and we appreciate you for real from the top to the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, we definitely appreciate you. And I had to move to Google Hangouts on the phone because my computer was like, yo, we crashing because you won't shut up. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. I mean, that is one. Yeah, that's, that's Windows 10. That's a Windows 10 uh, update. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, y'all need to fix this joint, yo. <laughs> yeah. So, how, how y'all been? How y'all been dealing with quarantine? Have y'all been? Are you working from home, Tony? You're, you're staying home, right? I'm staying home. I'm you're working from home. home. So, I mean, I <laughs> literally can't do anything else. What have What have y'all been watching during your quarantine life? I just started Castlevania season three. Oh, good. All right, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. I'm gonna get to season three probably this week. Um, okay. Chico got me like we were talking about a bunch of stuff, and I started watching a show that I've never seen, which is The Shield. So I started watching The Shield, oh. and I'm in second season of The Shield. Anybody? Anybody? That's from like back in the day, right? That's from like yes. almost 20 years ago, which is fucking that is, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a... Yes. I feel like Yo. I saw some of it, but I didn't. I didn't watch it faithfully. The shield is dope. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy every season and like and when that show goes in, it goes in. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's 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 pretty it's pretty intense. It is uh it is I, I don't really think it's it's like it feels dated at all, and I know a lot of shows from two thousand two can kind of feel like that. Um Yo, but, isn't uh, that surreal though? <laughs> because it's yeah. two thousand two doesn't oh I mean for, for old folks, it doesn't feel that long ago. But then you look at things and you're like, dang, yo, that really was kind of a different era mm-hmm. yeah it was a different life it was a completely different life 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching that. I've been, you know, I've been watching some Exo Squad, which we mentioned on our cartoon stream. <laughs> um, you familiar with Exo Squad, Sean? You give a knowing oh, yeah. laugh. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. you watched it? What? <laughs> no, because we're not. Because we, so we do. We've been doing. Oh yeah, this, we're like, not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. We've been doing this like fun cartoon show on the weekend uh, where we watch like uh, almost entirely really bad sh- old cartoons from like the the eighties and nineties. Um, but but Exo Squad is not bad. Like, it's actually still pretty freaking good. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's also mad relevant too. Yeah, I mean, like it's basically a show with like people in transforming mechs like Robotech, and it's about racism. Yep. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like what it like really gets away with. Oh, I got I, I got to peep this. It, yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It is. It is like light years ahead of its time. Um, and and it's also like I like it it I think it enjoys a certain appreciation by the critterati like it people it's not like oh it's a show that like people I think a lot of people do know it and it's sort of uh, I think it I think it has been valued in the years since where people look back on it and they're like wow this was something special there's not a lot like it and and see the thing was was that like you know the toys were selling like it was basically to sell a toy right and right it, you yeah. know, but but the thing was this was during an era where syndicated cartoons were making mad money because the toys were making mad money. And so the toys were fantastic. The car, but the thing is they actually put, they invested time in storytelling yeah. into that cartoon. They invested a lot of, a lot of, a lot of storytelling into that cartoon. And I remember toward the end when the toys, like when they were like, okay, we got one last good run with this. And they were like, oh yeah, like, um, will they toy wise, they teamed up with Robotech toy, toy wise. They put toy, Robotech into the Exo Squad mythos. Oh, really? Yeah, it's toy wise. Yes, they did. Oh, toy wise. Oh, really? Like, so they had like mashups. Like, they had like Zentrudy in there and whatnot. Uh, I'm not. I can't. I can't remember if it was the uh, if it was the Zentrudy or not. But I do remember them getting the Robotech franchise and basically like merging these worlds together and uh, toy wise. And it was like. I was like, yo, that's dope. Because at the time, like, you never would see anything like that. And Not so, really, um, no, no. You know, so I was like, oh, okay, this is really, really cool. Okay, all right, I see you. But, um, but yeah, they, um, they brought in, like, a, they brought in a few Robotech tours. Like, um, they brought in the, like, I'm not sure if this stuff made it to the cartoon or not, but literally it was an extension of ExoSquad. So say ExoSquad, and then right underneath it say Robotech series. They brought in the Veritech fighter. They brought in like the, um, the Zen, like the Spartan Spartan suit. They brought in like uh, the Zentradi the Zentradi robot thing. They brought in like the big like mech walkers that they had. They brought that stuff in. Um, but yeah, that's that's really like, that's really interesting. Just because like the Exo Squad suits are very robot, like they they have different forms and like they're like flight, you know, they're like the Guardians. Uh, it's so I could like it it makes like so much sense on paper to combine those two. I didn't oh, hear yeah. about that. That's cool. Yeah, like yeah, toy wise, yeah, man, they they really did the thing. So um, I'm not except once again, I'm not sure like how far that got. I don't know if it got into the cartoon per se, but like. But Playmates, Playmates was about making money, and they were like, "Oh, oh, we can keep this franchise alive. Let's do this." And so, uh, and it worked for a while. And those toys were actually worth those Robotech Exo, Exo Squad toys are worth mad coin right now. Right. What do you What do you watch, Marcus? Um, let's see. Well, I, I've definitely watched some good things. Uh, something, something, uh, a regret that I, that I had was uh, <laughs> I, I was scrolling through Hulu, 
And out of morbid curiosity, I threw on Tyler Perry's uh, Acrimony. Why? Why? Yo. <laughs> Why would you do that? So, Were you that like, bored? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, you know what it was? I saw Taraji on it. I was like, all right, this is going to be really bad. Because, you know, I'm not Look, a Tyler Perry Perry gets people. Like, he, yeah, gets, he gets people. He gets great people in his crap. Yo, literally, if, if, if I had to make a tagline for this movie, I say the tagline would be, we're here to reinforce any stereotypes of the angry black woman that you may have. Right. I feel like that that's that's the the most succinct uh you know that yo that movie oh my god. And it's got his his um traditional non-subtle uh tell don't show. You know, so he's like literally got got Taraji just just speaking a voiceover while she's doing the stuff. <laughs> right. the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. And she's an angry character. I ain't, I don't even want to waste some more time on it. I just I I, I said I do have to go uh Go go hit up uh, Steph Steph I Will's uh, page because I I know she's probably done a live tweet of it and I need to read her take on it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah yeah. So I, I I watched that. Um, I saw um, Netflix. What's that that series? Uh, I'm not okay with this. I think it's like a uh, that was also based on a comic which I hadn't read. Um, really, it was cool. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I didn't realize that going in. Um, you know, because it, it seems like there is, you know, going back to, slightly back to our prior conversation, um, it's one of those books I wasn't familiar with, but it, um, which must have been an indie book. I mean, it apparently got a Netflix series. And, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a good, it was a, it's a short, quick, uh, quick watch. So I enjoyed that. Um, I've been, I've been rewatching uh, Everybody Hates Chris uh, on Hulu because I'm familiar enough with it that, like, you know, I can have it on in the it background. It can just be when on. I'm, yeah. yeah, when I'm drawing. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So, those are, those are the main things. I'm trying to think about quite anything else. Yeah, that's mostly it. Cool. I, I've been watching Common Rider, uh, the original Common Rider on uh, Tubi, T-U-B-I. Um, Common Rider's been around for like over 40-some years. And uh, to see the original uh, subtitled is absolutely wild and i love it i absolutely love it yeah is that that's an anime no 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 no. it's live action it's uh okay. it's live action uh tokusatsu and oh, okay. um and it's it's the it's the original the very first ever common writer and um it's wild and the thing is is that this is a kid's show um but the thing is it's got like a lot of adult themes and mm-hmm. like characters die like <laughs> they die and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm not just talking about the bad guys exploding. I'm talking about people in this show die. And this was mm. for kids. Um, but, you know, and it started in the 70s. And it's just, it's a good time. And um, and I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've enjoyed being able to actually watch these episodes a lot. Cool. I'll have to That's check that up. out. Yeah, Where I've never, I've never seen it. Uh, Tubi, T-U-B-I. And it's also um, on uh, Pluto.tv or okay. the, Pluto, the Pluto TV app. There is a... I think it's called Toku Shoutsu. Um, it's by, you know, it's basically it's a shout factory. Uh, it's a shout factory company. Um, but like, if you go to Pluto, Pluto.tv, you can watch it there live. And like, because they'll have a schedule and you can just watch stuff live. And so it's, it's really cool. Or you can go, or you can go to the Tubi app, T-U-B-I. You can go to the Tubi app and, uh, and watch it there. Okay. Dope. Uh, what have y'all been reading? Uh, I've been reading uh, Bloodshot. 
the uh, the OG the OG series. There was a good humble bundle that is sadly over right now, but that was. Basically oh, are you kidding me? Because after I watched the the movie, I did want to go back to. I think it's done, it. man. Yeah, I mentioned it to you. I mentioned it to you. Oh, they you had did? a very good, they had an extremely good deal, and it's like you got like all the like original, the original ones from the from the Valiant relaunch. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been reading. I've been reading that. I've been reading a really incredible novel called The Obscene Bird of Night by Jose Donoso. Uh, which is an old uh, 70s book about a, a convent, and it's it, really intense and brilliant. Um, and yeah, and I've just been I've been playing and playing and reviewing games a lot. I've been doing doing quite a bit of that. I told you I uh, I recently um, reviewed a game that I feel is doing really well. I'm gonna actually look up at Steam while while we're on the line because I think it's doing really well. Called uh, uh, One Step from Eden. Uh, mm-hmm. One step from Eden is a is an action roguelike that's largely uh, inspired by uh, Mega Man Battle Network. I don't know if anybody ever played the Mega Man games or knows what that is. Have you ever played Mega Man Battle Network? Well, not, it's been a not while. that one, no. Yeah, it it was a kind of niche title. It was like it was a Mega Man RPG, but it wasn't it wasn't turn based. Uh, it was like action. Like you kind of like you had a bunch of squares and you moved around and like shot like enemies on the other side of the screen and you have to dodge their shots it was a really really unusual like thing that wasn't like anything else so this is like uh, uh, a card battling roguelike based around the Mega Man Battle Network uh, fighting system and it's mm-hmm. really good and it does look like it's doing very well on, on Steam and I'm happy to see it indie game by Thomas Moon Kang it's his first ever game that came out and I feel like it's the kind of thing we're going to see like at uh, fighting game conventions and stuff like people really getting into it like that because it is Extremely elaborate, extremely difficult, um, very, very good. So yeah, what are you reading, Marcus? Uh, what am I reading? Uh, I mentioned last time I've, I've been reading some X Men. Uh, I uh, I caught up. I'm just been trying to catch up on my backlog of books in my box um, from the comic shops. And uh, yeah, uh, read the most recent bit of Root. That's pretty much it. Speaking of which, I just was checking Comicsology. To see if that bloodshot sale was still going, and um, have either either of you read this uh, Billy Holiday graphic novel? No. It's on my it's on my to read list. It's actually I've got it, and it's I, I've got it on my Comicsology app, and it's in the to read pile on my app. Who did um, it? Yeah, I, I got a long to read <laughs> pile on my app as well. Yeah, same. Yeah. Who who did the comic? Um, it is Jose uh, Muno. And uh, Carlos Sampaio. Huh. You know, it's like the, I remember. Um, you know, like many years ago, I read. Uh, I read Lady Sings. Lady Sings the Blues. Is that the, mm. that's her bio, right? Um, yeah, and I remember like there was a whole kind of like shakeup uh, in I don't know if it was the '90s or the 2000s where like a bunch of people investigated a bunch of very famous uh, jazz bios, uh, including mm. that one um, because it was adapted to the film and all that. And, like, apparently, like, a bunch of it is, like, complete bullshit. Like, it's not true. Like, it was just, like, it was, it became this thing where, like, uh, like, saucy jazz bios were selling really well to the public who were, like, oh, all these, like, damaged creators are doing all this. And so, like, Billy's was not entirely fictional, but there was a bunch of fictionalized stuff in it. 
that they just like put in by ghostwriters because they wanted to like make her seem, you know, more alluring as a damaged creative figure. And I felt really bad about that because I didn't know that back when I read it. Uh, and, uh, and so I, yeah, I wonder how that, uh, like feeds into, I mean, I guess this, this, this telling, uh, mm-hmm. and, and in general, like if we're going to kind of return to the stories of jazz greats, uh, to kind of like add a little more truth to them. I, I wonder about that or if there's any interest in that or if people are pretty satisfied to just have the legend printed. I read the same thing about Nina Simone's bio, which I also read, and there was like a bunch of them. Yeah, there was like this like... I felt like hers stick. wasn't that dramatic because uh, we, you and I have even spoken about that, about Nina's comparatively yeah. to a lot I of I mean, other... there's some serious trauma in it. I think the yeah. trauma in it is real. I think the no, thing the with stuff like her about ex-boyfriend... Her husband, or, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. believe... That that's been corroborated. Yeah, I, I yeah I believe so too. But I think there still may have been some 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 false stuff. And it, it's weird. It's like rampant how much false stuff was in a bunch of. These. I mean that's interesting. I mean that's I guess that's not surprising as a practice in general because you know black pain definitely sells um, in America you said it. You said America's it, yeah. history. But, oh yeah, yeah. This this book is 2017, so hopefully it's um. You know, yeah, I'm very I'm very int- I haven't yeah I haven't read like a Billy Holiday thing like a thing about Billy Holiday in a very long while. I'd be very interested in that. Yeah, but I think that's about it as far as what I've been reading. I've just been uh been been enjoying a lot, but uh I try to definitely make a little bit more time to read since I'm home. But yeah, um, definitely as as, as we've mentioned several times, uh, everybody go to ignition. Is, is it ignition.com, Sean? Or I don't. Uh, theignitioncomic.com. Theignitioncomic.com. That's what that and that's another pro tip from Sean. He always makes easy to remember, uh, you know, URLs for his Kickstarters. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Just kind of, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, it just simplifies everything. It just, yeah. it just it makes it easier to find, and just makes it more accessible for people to get to the Kickstarter so they can back it. So, you know, you just, you know, you, you can't beat, you can't beat that. It just simplifies things. That's one thing I'm about. I'm about simplicity. So, uh, so yeah, but no, the ignition comic.com will take you straight to our Kickstarter page. If you got the means back it and, um, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. You also have that in your, in your Twitter bio, which I always tell people who are running Kickstarters, like throw it in the bio, throw yeah. it. Like people should have like a direct through line to that link. Like always. Yes. Hey, yeah. man, you know, we, we, we gotta, we have to like put as much out there as possible because like you got to lead them somehow, man, because like it's hard getting people to go there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta get there. Oh, Marcus, congratulations on the announcement of the graphic novel that you're doing with David Walker. Marcus, you're doing oh. a graphic novel with David Walker, a writer of some renown. I, I I am I, I am. It's, it's, it's crazy that that Tony is not on. Tony I know, like her. Tony's not here for this. So Sean, like on like the last like few months of episodes, like almost every episode, Tony would be like, "Can you tell us what you're working on yet?" And Marcus would be like, "No," and he'd be like, "All right, I just I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna keep asking." And now that we're, this is the first episode we've recorded, I think since the announcement, Tony's actually. Yeah, I mean Tony knows, but like, yeah, of course, funny. of course, that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, Marcus. Yeah, what, no, what is this? Uh, what's this little book you're working on? Yeah, no, it's it's a. I'm I'm very excited about it. I'm I'm happy that it's been announced because I've been you know it's the type of thing it's hard not to speak about. But um, I'm working with uh, the great David Walker on a uh, graphic novel about it's a nonfiction graphic novel about the um, history of the Black Panther Party. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's been, been a lot of work because I just really want to get everything right and do that history justice and that piece of American history justice. Um, but yeah, uh, we're working on it and it is due out in 2021. But my deadline is looming, so I, I gotta gotta keep pushing. Yes, but no, it looks fantastic. The samples that were put out there looks great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to cop this. And uh, when that pre-order link is available, please let the world know. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I uh, will be able to show more artwork soon. You know, the the publisher hasn't made their official official announcement yet, so I'm guessing that you know once that happens, we'll be able to show some more. Wait, who, who's the who's the publisher? Oh, it's a uh, ten-speed press. Okay, they haven't made their official announcement. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it was coming, but obviously, uh, you know, everything is uh, is all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's COVID, of, so they can't like be yeah. in the office to send the tweet. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting ten-speed on on blast. Uh, much respect to ten-speed press. Shout out. <laughs> no doubt. Nothing no but doubt. professional. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> no, nah, but you know, I mean, every. I feel like. There's not one uh, business that's not thrown off course somewhat by this craziness. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's true. It's It's been a crazy ride. Yeah, yeah man. Trying times right now. Trying times. Trying times. Indeed. Indeed. But let's let's get ignition funded. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's let's focus on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're going to be we'll be bigging up the, the Kickstarter a lot over the next uh, the next few days. Three days to win it. And I think you're looking good, Sean. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate I appreciate that, Leo, and and you know, thank you, thank Marcus and and, and Anthony. I know you I know you left. It's all good. Um, but but thank you all for for having me tonight. You know, I know, and uh, to be able to talk about ignition and just talk about you know other stuff in general. And uh, I always appreciate y'all, and I thank y'all for being so supportive. And uh, Leo, I hope you I hope you're still not mad at me for when I, I you know I was working with Marcus for a while on Cash and Carry, and you couldn't do no snow days. You still my artist. <laughs> is that what happened? Oh, oh, now I remember. Oh, I forgot about it. I forgot about it. Wait, you, you're opening up old wounds, Sean. I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. I wasn't trying to open up old wounds, wounds, wounds man. I wasn't trying to do that. I wasn't trying to do that. I just, just want to make sure we was good. I just want to make sure we was good. Yeah, That's man. all. I just want to make sure we was good. We good money. You know? We good money. All right, cool. But no, and I, and I, do, I, I do want everyone to know that this Snow Days uh, does still exist, and it, it, it will be returned to. Wait, we haven't talked about this. Is that happening, Marcus? <laughs> Yes, we have. Let's let's talk. Let, let's let's talk off mic. Let's talk off mic about it. I haven't heard about this. Uh, this is Leo sarcasm. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, yeah, Sean. Yeah, it's, it's it's been real, man. It's it's always always a pleasure to have you on. And Absolutely. yeah, man, let's get this book funded. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate y'all once again. Theignitioncomic.com dot com will take you to the Kickstarter page. Uh, be blessed, y'all, and uh, y'all take care. All right, you too. All right, good night, everyone. Black comics, Black comics, Black comics.